You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning Winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Ravens Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. And I'm Gordon Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan, as well as the station's Ravens beat reporter. And we are heading to week seven, but we still have to comb over the issues of the Ravens that we've seen thus far, Cordell. So let's start with the the fourth quarter collapse. It feels like it's a topic of conversation, not only from a local perspective, but from a national perspective. The Ravens obviously are not finding ways to close games in double-digit leads. Um, The Bengals game is probably the one in which they actually did close but barely um but they also blew that double digit lead as well so you know there's been a lot of speculation about who's been responsible for those collapses and i think that in the six weeks that we've already gone through there's a lot of share to blame um to go around and i think it shifts and and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this but for me I believe that early on the defense um, had a problem. I believe that they had a communication problem. Um, I believe that that they had a pass uh, pressure problem. Um, and obviously uh, it allowed some things to happen. But as time has gone on, Cordell, I 
truly believe that this offense that once was, it, it looked like that they were going to be, you know, this high powered offense is finding ways to sputter out late in games and it is allowing the defense to be on the field longer, allowing more plays from the defense, which obviously means that they're getting tired and, and that the offense that they're playing against is getting an opportunity to get the ball back to win the football game. Again, I think that this is a shared um, perspective, but I, I, I am believing that as of recent, the offense has been the one that has found ways to lose these football games. Yeah, I, I could, I could kind of get with that. Uh, I think that this is definitely a situation where everybody's kind of to blame. Um, for sure, from coaching to, you know, bad play calling, not incorporating certain guys into the offense, uh, players not executing, and this is for offense and defense, not executing on both sides of the ball, uh, even special teams. You know, the missed field goal, we've had some shank punts. They've given up big returns. Uh, it, it's, it's, you had penalties, the A.J. Klein penalty, uh, on Sunday against the Giants was a special teams penalty. So it's it's, it's a lot of blame to go around, no doubt. Uh, and I, I definitely agree that the defense has played better as of late. Uh, they did a good job, I think, that on Sunday, spe specifically in the first half uh, on that Giants offense. Second half was a little different. Saquon gets a little more of a workload. Um the receiving game, the, the pass game starts to open up, especially over the middle of the field. Wandale Robinson is starting to make plays. Darius Slayton is starting to make plays. Um, it is it's something that you didn't expect to see. Not that the, these guys are NFL players. So, you know, anybody can make a play. But when you talk about the Ravens talent in their secondary compared to the right to the Giants talent at, in the receiving position right now, I mean, that's, you would imagine that that would benefit the Ravens, uh, but it didn't in the second half. And the defense, albeit they are playing well, they're not doing a good job in the second half either. The last four possessions for the Giants on Sunday were field goal, touchdown, touchdown, and a nail-out situation to end the game. And to be fair, right, that last touchdown – Lamar did them absolutely no favors by that oh, ridiculous course. interception. So it put them in a bad position already because they right. got um, fielded back to what inside the twenty. At that they, point? Yeah, they started. They started at the thirteen on that yeah. drive. So exactly. That that one that one is you know a sh a shared responsibility on the offense and most uh, mostly on the offense, probably like seventy thirty on that possession. Uh, but the thing is, it's like. While I'll give them that, I still don't have a lot of trust that they can stop anybody when they absolutely have to. When when the game is on the line, can they be the? Can they be? Do, does anybody trust them to get a stop? I, I don't. I don't. And that's whether they got to go. The opposing team has to go 13 yards or the length of the field. I don't really believe that they can get off the field when they absolutely have to. That said. The offense has been downright dreadful in the second half. Lamar specifically. Lamar's been terrible in the fourth quarter this year. Absolutely terrible. And I don't think that that's – this isn't the Lamar that we've seen in the past, especially when the Ravens have a lead. Right now, Lamar only has one touchdown in the fourth quarter to four interceptions. That's not 
that's not the MVP Lamar that we're used to seeing. Lamar has a QBR in the fourth quarter of 28. That is 29th in the NFL. Ew, that's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. And it's a mix of bonehead decisions from Lamar, from the interception we saw in the Giants game at the yep. end to the, to the fumble yep. uh, late, and even to the fourth and goal situation against the uh, Bills where he throws the pick in the back of the end zone. Yep. It, a lot of it is self-inflicted by him. Uh, but also... I think it's been poor play calling in crucial situations. And specifically, I think it's been poor play calling in the second half in general. This Ravens offense has been downright boring in the second half this year. It's been flat out boring. They come out on fire, and in the second half, they they allow the other team. I guess the other team is making adjustments. But yeah, I look, yeah somebody's making adjustments, yeah, but it doesn't I, look like it's the Ravens. And the crazy thing is, I would imagine that the Ravens are making adjustments too. It's just that theirs aren't working, you know. And it's it's just crazy to me that they are okay with allowing guys like Devin Duvernay to not even be a part of the game plan. Right. Makes One no sense. One catch in the game. And it's not even just about the catches. Because just a week ago, he had, what, five carries? You know, like this is they they have plays for him. I asked John Harbaugh on Monday, like, what happened with Devin Duvernay? What what why was it that we saw all these plays for him the week before? And then we get to the Giants game and he is only involved in one play that he gets to make a catch on. I know Lamar overthrew him on the on the one pass, but I'm not losing any sleep over that. It's the fact that they are they have other ways to get this guy the ball, and they don't. And for an offense that has limited weapons, how can you be okay with basically taking one of the few weapons you have out of the game on your own? I can understand if the defense does it, but if you as the coaches don't incorporate him into the game plan, that's a that's a huge blow to the coaching and to the team. You yeah. know, I think they do a detriment to the team when they do stuff like that, and then you get what you saw on Sunday, you get a lot of the one-man band, Lamar DeMarc Andrews. That's all you're going to get in the pass the game. I get King and Drake was great in the run game, but even he only had 10 carries. Four of them were in the second half. It's crazy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, and, 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 and he had them in the second half, but he ain't have none of them in the red zone. That's right. the part that I don't right. think I understand. My thing is, is that what is it that y'all are trying to prove when you get into the red zone with this passing stuff when the run game was working? I don't understand why you abandoned something that was so successful to you thus far. The Ravens had over to, over 200 yards rushing, but for whatever reason, in the red zone, they decided that they wanted to pass. Now, I don't know if all of that was Greg Roman because there were times when Lamar was checking out of run plays and doing pass plays. I don't, I, I'd have to rewatch the film to see if 
if in the red zone he was checking out of run plays. But I, all I know is that abandoning abandoning what works makes zero sense to me. Even if you're not super successful, right, in terms of, like, scoring touchdowns, I, I, why aren't you even trying that's the part that I, I don't think that I understand. And, you know, I would love to know the answer to that because is it because you're trying to get Lamar to the, the patch that here? What is it that you're trying to enforce by completely eliminating the run when you get inside the 20-yard line? I would love an explanation, you know, for that. And so I do feel like, there's so everybody has a shared responsibility in what's happened in the fourth quarter. I agree with you that the defense, I don't feel like that they, I can trust the defense, but also I don't feel like I can trust this offense. So I, I, I honestly, I it's, it's, and at this point, Cordell, I can't trust the offense more to close out games in the fourth. And it's not at, at this early in the season. It was because they couldn't get a yard early on in the Dolphins game. They couldn't get a yard. So that was the issue. Okay, well, now your run game is actually doing well again. I just expect now boneheaded plays, whether it's from Lamar, whether it's from lack of, of good coaching in that regard. I expect the defense to, um, to be put in unfortunate situations simply because the offense cannot find a mojo, a groove, or whatever to find ways to close out football games. And it's really unfortunate that, you know, we saw so much potential with this offense, and then somehow all of a sudden they've just become this dismal, mediocre shell of themselves uh, in the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think that they need to do, and this is more so on the coaches, I think they need to do a better job of squeezing all the juice they possibly can out of this orange, so to speak. And what I mean by that is, utilizing all the weapons that they have at their disposal. They're, they're, I, we're on record, and we'll get to it later on this episode, talking about the receiving and the depth that they have there and the lack of talent that I think that they have at that position. But the even though they have a lack of talent there, they don't do themselves any favors by not utilizing any of these guys. James Prochet still can't get on the field. Uh, some of these, even when King and Drake has a good day rushing the ball, they go away from him. It's, it's crazy to me that they'll get into the red zone and the plays that they run the best, we never see them. We only see them when they're on the other side of the field or at midfield or something like that. They don't call many run design, many quarterback design runs in the red zone. And I don't understand why that's the case. They their average Lamar's average on these quarterback design runs on yards per carry, I would imagine is somewhere between like seven to 12 yards a pop. Why in God's name are you not running more of that in the red zone is beyond me. Uh, I, I just don't think that they're doing what fits them best. I don't think that they're playing to their strengths. And it's crazy because they used to be so good in the red zone. Uh, but everything that they used to be good at, they, they're not good at anymore. The red zone, uh, the defense, the consistent run game, uh, not turning the ball over, closing out games. All of these things that the Ravens used to do in their sleep are things that they struggle with right now. And yep. I, just, I just think that this is a team that is searching for their identity right now and I don't know if they'll be, you know, they'll win some games. They, they, I think that they'll bounce back against the Browns, but does that make me believe that they're back 
if they beat the Browns? No. Right. Because they easily go to Tampa and lay an egg and even possibly the following week in New Orleans. So I, I, I just think that they need to catch up to this and not listen to everybody who talks about how easy their schedule is coming, is about to be after the bye week. I, I really would not buy into that at all because right now they're not – the Ravens aren't playing good enough football to where they can afford to look at a schedule and say, oh, we're better than that team. We're better than this team just simply because the record said so. They're a 500 team themselves right now. And as much as people like to keep telling me that they could be 6-0, and they could easily be 0-6 too. That's very true. Like it could be, it could go both ways because they have just lacked consistency. Honestly, th- them being three and three is is perfect because they only play one half of football. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. If you're only playing fifty percent, you're only going to win fifty percent of your games. So, yeah. three and three is a perfect way for the Ravens to be until they find a way to get better and be better. And and that that'll just continue. I don't even know what you know how they change this because again, I think a lot of this is. Um, things that can be fixed, but are they going to fix them? I don't know. We, we, I guess to be continued because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy that we've even come to this point.